Shalom to all. Today's office is Shalom and Chumas Bays, and we are starting Chalf Alpha on Bays about five lines up from the bottom with the words Tani Lis Mala Isha, and a Vilnius Rosh Hashanah on Yud Bays Amud Aleph about a quarter of the way up from the bottom. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas Mars Miriam Sar Basar Biyakim Vaisha Her Nishama Should Have an Aliyah. Now we continue talking about Maisa Shabbos and what the halacha is. Tani, we have a Brayso Lis Mala Isha Kedera Sasius Tremusin. A woman is not allowed to fill up a pot with different types of beans or legumes. With Titanim Lashechatan or Erev Shabbos Im Chashecha and put it inside the oven. Erev Shabbos Im Chashecha means right as it's getting dark. But in Nostan, if she did do so, they're also to be eaten Matzah Shabbos until this time period of Kedesh Yasu. Now, Kedesh Yasu means the amount of time it takes to make this dish. So let's say it would take two hours to make this dish. One would have to wait for two hours after Shabbos in order to be able to eat this. So the question is, who's this Brysa like? Rabacham Rabacha says, B'mezid Kirav Meir. This is talking about a woman doing it B'mezid, and it's like she does Rav Meir. We had Rav Meir's Shita on Aleph, and he said that if a person cooks B'mezid on Shabbos, it's not allowed to be eaten on Shabbos, but it's allowed to be eaten Matzah Shabbos. So this would be Shitas Rav Meir. Whereas Rav Yesi, Rav Yesi says, Bishaygeg Rav Yudah. This is talking about a woman doing it Bishaygeg, and this is like Shitas Rav Yudah, who had said that if a person cooks something B'mezid on Shabbos, it's not allowed to be eaten, whereas if he cooks it Bishaygeg, he's allowed to eat it on Matzah Shabbos. And that's what Shita we're referring to in the Brisa. So I think Rav Chafez Amar Alaf Antap tells us, Amar Rav Mana, Rav Mana says, Yos Amar Rav Yesi, or Rav Yesi said is good, meaning it makes sense that this Brisa is like Rav Yudah. And why is that? Because we have another Brisa that tells us, on Yotei Shabbos, if a person plants something on Shabbos, Bishaygeg, he did so Bishaygeg, Yekayim, he's allowed to leave it there. But Mezah, but he did so on purpose, Yakar, he has to uproot it. Whereas B'Shvis, if he planted something on Shemitah, Bein B'Shagig, Bein B'Mezid, Yakar. Whether he did so B'Shagig or B'Mezid, he has to uproot it. Now, if Yudah, if Yudah argues with Tanakam and says, Chilf Advarim, the opposite. B'Shvis, if he planted on Shemitah, B'Shagig, Yakam, he's allowed to leave it. But Mezid, if he did so on purpose, Yakar, he has to uproot it. Whereas B'Shabbos, if he did so on Shabbos, Bein B'Shagig, Bein B'Mezid, Yakar. Whether he did so B'Shagig or B'Mezid, he has to uproot it. And why would that be? That's because if he's allowed to keep it, he's benefiting from what he did on Shabbos. And Mekan, here too as well. Mekimin Shah to Aimer, since you say in this Brisa, Hamtil Matzah Shabbos, Akadesh Yasu, wait Matzah Shabbos for the amount of time it takes to make this dish, and only then one is allowed to eat it. It's as if one is not benefiting from Shabbos at all. Because even though this dish was cooked on Shabbos, since if he wants to eat it, he has to wait the amount of time it takes to cook this dish, so he's not really benefiting from Matzah Shabbos, because he could have cooked it Matzah Shabbos for all that we care. And therefore, when Rabbi said this Brisa is like Rabbi he said good. Now the just continues analyzing. What's the reason the Rabbanon, the Ramachmer with Shemitah, more than Ramachmer with Shabbos? So the answer is, People are chashud that they're going to end up planting something on Shemitah on purpose, but they're not chashud that they're going to end up doing this on Shabbos. And therefore, if a person planted on Shabbos b'shaygeg, we allow him to keep it, because we don't have to be chashesh that a person is going to do this b'meiz at a different time. But if we allow him to keep that which he planted on Shemitah, even though he did so b'shaygeg, we're afraid that he's going to end up doing so b'meiz. So that's why we have to be machmer with Shemitah. Dabracher, another explanation is, we count Shemitah, but we don't count Shabbos. Now, this is referring to the din of Arla. We know that the first three years of fruit that grow on the tree are also because of Arla. And Shemitah is actually counted as one of those years. So let's say a person planted a fruit tree in the sixth year, the sixth year is the first year, the seventh year is the second year, and the eighth year is the third year. And so if we're going to allow a person to keep this tree that he planted on Shemitah, and then he's going to eat from the fruits four years later, everyone's going to say, oh, he planted this on Shemitah, and then people might end up planting on Shemitah lechatchila. However, Shabbos has nothing to do with counting for Arla, and therefore, if a person plants on Shabbos, Bishaygig, there's no problem. Now, the one has Hechavida, meaning what's the nafkamina between these two answers? So we're going to have two different nafkaminas. Number one, not a pachas Let's say he planted this less than 30 days before Shemitah, meaning it was all the way at the end of the sixth year, and this tree went into Shemitah. So in Tamer Chashad, if you're going to say the whole reason is because of Chashad, then if we're going to be making in the case of Shaygig, people 
people are going to end up planting lechatchila. So in kan chashad, we don't have any issue of chashad because he planted this before shemitah. Whereas in tamer minin, yesh kan minin. If you want to say it's a problem because we're going to be counting this as the first year of Arla, so we still have this issue because since he planted it within 30 days of shemitah, even though that's in the sixth year, the sixth year doesn't count at all, and the first year of Arla is going to be the shemitah year. And later on down the line, people are going to say. Oh, it must be that this tree was planted on Shemitah. So we would have this issue. And another nafkamina is not a pachas mishlashim yayim lifnei Shemines. Let's say he planted it on Shemitah within 30 days of the eighth year. V'nechus HaShemines now went into the eighth year. Chafezom bezantab in temer chashad, yashkan chashad. If you're going to say the issue is of chashad, that a person is going to end up planting on Shemitah l'chatchila, so we have that issue over here. Because over here he planted on Shemitah. And we have to add into the girsa in temer maynin, in kan maynin. If you want to say it's an issue of counting for Arla, we would not have this issue because even though he planted it on Shemitah, since it was within 30 days of the new year, Shemitah is not going to be counted as the first year of Arla and only the eighth year will be. And therefore, down the line, people aren't going to end up saying, oh, he planted this tree on Shemitah because it wasn't counted as part of Arla. Now, what Shemitah does Rabbi Yehuda go in? So the continues clarifying, that's the proper girsa. Rabbi Yehuda goes according to the Manda Amar, the Chashad is the issue because Baram Kamanda Amar Bnei Mainin, if you want to say that he holds like the Manda Amar of Mainin, the Kansu Shaykh Bnei Mezid, we would have to because of Mezid in this situation. And we've gone to brand new halacha, halacha bays. The Mishnah tells us, no separating truma from one min onto something that's not its min. You can't separate apples for oranges or grapes for olives. And Vimtaram, if he did do so, it's not valid at all. The Mishnah continues, all different strains of wheat are considered like the same thing. And all sorts of figs, dried figs, and fig cakes, they're all the same thing as well. One could take truma off from one for the other. Te'enim are fresh figs, gregoris are dried figs, and devela is a big fig cake where you take a whole bunch of figs and squish them all together. And these are all considered the same thing, and we can take truma off from one for the other. And the Mishnah further clarifies this. Any place where there is a kain, and that means that we can give the truma to him right away. So One has to ensure that he's separating from the very best. And over here, when we're dealing with figs, for example, te'enim, the fresh ones, are the very best. However, if there's no kain here, so he has to ensure to take truma off from that which lasts long because he needs it to last until he can give it to a kayin. And then he would separate from the gregoris from the dried ones. However, Rebuda says, He always has to separate from the best produce even though there's no kayin here. And that's because the Pasuk that tells us that we have to separate from the best, which is the word chelbai, its choices, according to Rebuda, applies in every situation even though there's no kayin. And that means some of this produce might go bad. It doesn't make a difference. He has to separate from the best. We continue with more examples. If there's no kayin there, so according to the Tanakh, one should separate a small whole onion and not half of a large onion, even though large onions are much better than small ones. Since there's no kayin here, we want to separate from that which will be meskayim, which is the small whole onion. Whereas Rabbi Yudaimer, Rabbi Yudah says, likely that's not so. El chati batzal gadol, he has to separate truma from the half of the big onion, because that's much better than the small whole one. And furthermore, Vichena Rabbi Yudaimer, Rabbi Yudah also said, Tarmin b'tzalm b'nei abedina, if a person has two different types of onions, B'nai Medina ones and Kofrim ones, so he should separate from the B'nai Medina for the Kofrim. Why? Because B'nai Medina onions are very Chashev ones. That's what the Politikim, which means the royalty and the very Chashev people, those are the onions they used to eat. And therefore, the B'nai Medina are choicer than the Kofrim ones. We're going to stop it for the day and pick up tomorrow with the Gemara discussing this. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.